Hello, Remote Start Nation, and welcome to Remote Start, the podcast for the individual who wants to start a business, build a lifestyle brand, and do it all while living the lifestyle they desire. Our goal is to help you take that idea, skill, or passion and turn it into a profitable, scalable business that thrives within your community. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I am on a mission along with special guests to help you understand yourself, the lifestyle you truly want from your business, and what it takes to start and scale it through systems and creating a sought-after brand. Regardless of the industry or where your small business is at in its growth stage, Remote Start is packed with lessons, stories, and the do's and don'ts of how to get where you want. So my simple question to you, what are you ready to start? If it's in business, branding, or lifestyle, then start it now and join the Remote Start Nation. Without further ado, let's get this show started. Remote Start Nation, I want to welcome you to another episode. I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, today, we've got a little roundtable going. Um, I'm at a, the most beautiful RV resort we've been to, Tolona Bridge RV Resort, located in, how do you say, is it LJ? LJ. LJ. And we've heard all sorts of yeah. things. So yeah, what, what, what part of Elijah, Georgia, Georgia are you in? It's like, oh, it's, it's LJ, but it's good. <laughs> so LJ, it's, it's northern Georgia. It's beautiful. I did a mountain bike ride yesterday. It is known for the mountain biking, uh, the best mountain biking in Georgia. And I can, I haven't ridden anywhere else, but I can say it was incredible. Awesome. I was blown away. So um, with that said, I I, we're sitting here with Wes Henderson. He is the CEO of Tolona Ridge, as well as One Stone Development, which is the, the overall company. And uh, really excited to sit here with Wes today because not only is Wes the CEO, but He's one of uh, the family members that started this, that started the, the whole One Stone. Um, I'm really excited to hear about his story. I'm excited to hear about the family, some of the, the stories that I'm sure we'll share of, yeah. of the fun and even the, the hardships that went with it. Of, the blood and the tears. Right. Well. Yeah. So we're going to go through all that. And uh, Remote Start Nation, I'm hoping today we can get a little bit of uh, value from Wes and 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 learn some more about starting a business, building your brand, and and living your desired lifestyle. So with that said, Wes, welcome, man. This is pretty hey, cool. Thanks for having me. This is this is awesome. I seldom get to sit under this space in a relaxing setting. I'm usually just blowing through here. Yeah. Like, what do we got to do next? Yeah, so this is nice. This well, is nice. I, I know you're super busy, and uh, from talking to some of your staff, it's a the family is just everybody's doing everything around here you got i mean when did you officially open we officially opened this in november a little cool story behind that we had our first customers was also our first rally group which also happened to be a youtube group called wow. switch it up out of uh i think they're at a uh at kansas okay um but they uh they came out i had two months prior i had to get on the phone with them i was sweaty and nervous and went guys you know, you're supposed to be bringing 98 rigs here. I've got 37 sites. Oh, wow. And that's it. And uh, I, I was trying to get them to cancel or to move it. And then I threw out, I was hoping they wouldn't take it. And I said, I've got, we've got a lot of land across the street. It's flat. It's graded. You could boondock the people who can't fit up here. And they're like, we'll take it. Done. It's like, well, darn it. <laughs> Another, another, another fun. Now we got a, now we got a more construction in the midst of our construction, but we were able to bust our tails 
and we were able to get concrete pads down at this bottom Hawk Valley level for okay. everybody who came. So everybody who awesome. came to this event actually had a hard surface to park on with power, wow. with water, with sewer. It nearly killed us, but it was it was great. And Those, that kind of speaks to your family values and just where you've come from. And let's let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, Tolona Ridge is new. It's it's a new venture for you. First RV park, but. It's not your first business. That's right. So yeah. let's let's go back to the, the way back and let's yeah. talk about how everything started. Yeah. So I mentioned our, our grandfather, Leon Williams, he's the one who started our, our family company. I like to say he was born in an area called Pea Ridge, which is south of here and outside of a town called Jasper. And it was known for its poverty. And they were too poor for an area known for its poverty. That's wow. That's how it started out. So his family had to pack up. They moved down to Atlanta to work in an area called Cabbage Town. Okay. And they called it Cabbage Town because a lot of poor people from Appalachia would come down and they'd boil cabbage. So it smelled like, boys. oh, we'll name it Cabbage Town. It's perfect. Now you go to Cabbage Town these days, you know, it's got, uh, it's got all these massive development and high rises. A, okay. a two bedroom house will run you about eight point, uh, about 800, 850 to, to million dollars down wow. in Cabbage Town. But, okay. Uh, so things have changed quite a bit. Things there. have changed quite a bit. <laughs> Back then, it was it was where the poor mountain people came. He started out as a fireman, um, and in the basement of that firehouse, did a restoration for a furniture business. And okay. he's always an entrepreneur at heart, and just would 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 do anything that could make money. He, he he helped repair washers and dryers for a little while when they first came on. Didn't have one, but he, he knew somebody knew how to fix them and would would connect the two. And there you go. There. Uh, I, they didn't want to do the restoration stuff in the basement of the firehouse because it was a fire hazard. They didn't want the firehouse to burn down. That would have been pretty embarrassing. So yeah. he started a paint company and that paint company traveled around. So he would, he would, he would fight fires in the night. And during the day, he'd, he'd borrow some of the other firemen and they'd go and paint. Wow. And this paint company got pretty big. They started painting some, some big corporate, not, not, not corporate, but some, some larger, larger uh, government jobs. They started painting okay. some school systems. Then he started painting some apartment complexes. And when he got into the apartment complex concept of painting, which is, which is a fair amount of work in the apartment business anyway, uh, uh, a gentleman financed to him his first apartment complex and uh, it, pretty much out of, out of pity because this, wow. this guy was almost out the door not making this thing profitable. So he yeah. says, well, I got nothing to lose financing it to, to this guy. And uh, he, he, he made it work and was able to turn a profit on that. And from there, got into the multifamily business. And then from there, you know, he pretty much built an apartment empire. I mean, he, he's, owned, he's owned a lot of apartment complexes in his lifetime. At one point, we had about 15, 15 complexes, uh, about 3,000 units. We, it was it was quite the endeavor. All of them in Georgia? All of them in Georgia, yep. Okay. A lot of them down in the Atlanta area, a few up and outside of Chattanooga in a city called Dalton. Okay. A couple in Cartersville. And the man always did some side hustles. He used to have a, he had a fishing fleet for a while down in Florida. Really? It wasn't profitable, but yeah. at least it broke even a couple of years. So he could justify going deep. Sea going fishing. Up, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Um, he had, that's uh, living your lifestyle. Oh right? yeah. He, he, he dabbled in a, owning a radio, uh, station, uh, chicken houses. I mean, he, he, he so, just on his side time, he would, his, his hobby was business. That's which was which was incredible. Man so to my own heart. Right oh there. yeah, I learned everything from him. My father uh, married my mother, who was his daughter, and he okay. got roped right into the apartment business as well. Awesome. His speciality was the engineering. Okay. So, Leon, his 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 ability to be able to put financing on these things was, and and just his lingo with the banks 
was was incredible. Then my father comes into the picture. His skill in engineering and uh, uh, construction was just unmatched. He grew up watching all of the subcontractors do stuff so that he okay. would at least know how to do it. So he could repair the air conditioning. He could also jack up the streets and be able to find a, uh, a $4,000 a month water leak like nobody's business. And so you put those two together, you, you, you've, you've created a monster. Yeah. And, and so how long did those two work together in partnership before you were old enough to kind of come yeah, in? Yeah. Well, I was growing up, you know, that yeah. was, you, I bet you can't guess where we were. And so we were, we were always doing stuff to help support the, uh, the, the business. So when I was, when I was latter in my years in high school, we really started getting busy and uh, uh, we just kind of, they, they just threw, threw me in there. You yeah. know, one of my first things, we bought an apartment complex. It was 480 units. It was 30% occupied. Okay. So it was a, it was an empty ghost. Yeah, I was going to say not many, not not many, many tenants. People. Yeah. They bought it for four, $4,000 a unit. Wow. Okay. It was insane. I don't think we'll ever see pricing like that right. again, but this thing was a beast and it was, it was, it was, they threw me into that. <laughs> And uh, they're like, hey, figure it learn, out. Learn fast. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. You learn when you've got an angry person on the phone and if you hang up on them, yeah. they show up at the office. <laughs> it's become infinitely more worse. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's how I learned okay. as well. And so, I mean, we and we did everything in-house. We, we hired no outside contractors. We did our own plumbing. We did our own electric. We did wow. our own HVAC. I mean, we were buying some of this stuff. You could stand in one building and look down and see the end. Of a, of a of a of an eight unit building and and you're, you're looking at the far end the external wall down there i mean they were they were gutted and destroyed and they, they you did all that yourselves all that ourselves and they, they put all this stuff back together and there's there's three there's three phases to the multifamily uh cycle one's the innovators which was which was our, our, our grandfather he started out yeah and uh then it's the imitators it's the people who came in and started buying some of the portfolio that they had fixed up you know for instance uh, uh highland vista uh which sold for four thousand a unit i think we he turned around and sold that for it was, it was either 28 or 32 a door Wow, and so some of the profit margins on these are incredible you know yeah. people line up you know oh i want to do that and it's like think long and hard before you want to do that yeah. because you talk about group. I mean, I was, I'd watch it. I'd watch a sewer back up unclog and it, it would spray up. And this spray is in high school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your friends are all playing and here yeah, you go. Yeah. And then, then when I was, when I was going through a college, uh, you know, we, we, I did night classes so that I could be at the apartments Okay, and just, just, figured out how management worked, how, how negotiating with people, negotiating with, with, with the employees, getting them there to do what they needed to do. You know, we, we pulled from an interesting labor force. We had to, it so was, let me hit on that for a second. So yeah. when you were, you're growing up, you're, you're at the apartments, you're learning right from your dad and grandfather. Did you think to yourself, hey, I could really help in this area? Or did they kind of groom you into you're going to manage, you're going to be with the people, that's your skill set? I always wanted to try to bring law and order to the wild frontier and learned the very hard way that for a while in the wild frontier, you can bring all the law and order you want to, and it's going to turn around and sucker punch you in the face. <laughs> And so uh, we, I was like, let's, let's have regular meetings. I was trying to get yeah. you know, the office staff and stuff organized, but we had so many people, so many apartments. 
And the end game was not to hold these things for 10, 20 years. The end game was to hold these things long enough to where we could, we could, we could build up a portfolio and then sell that portfolio and transfer that equity into things that weren't so necessarily grueling to manage. Yeah. But in the hindsight, you know, I always wanted to, to bring in that structure and it, 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 it made it interesting because when you're trying to build structure, when there's absolutely no structure and everything around it doesn't want the structure to work, you really get to know what structure is and yeah. how to implement it, but not necessarily in the time and moment that you're at. And so it was, it was a learning lesson to not bang my head up against variables that you, you can't control. And uh, at, at some point you just got to go, well, I was stupid in this. Yeah. Let's move on. And that, that's one of the biggest things is, is if you approach it from a, from a humil- humility situation, you're not entering in it. I mean, here I am. I, to me, for me to stand there in front of these two guys who built this empire, that's and right. I'm going to use my, my college education that I'm learning from a guy who's never stepped out of yeah. the, 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 the environment he's in and try to approach that to the situation. Uh, it just didn't work. And, and, but, but you learn yeah. the most from it. And looking back, I learned so much. I would learn more in a, in five hours on the job than I would learn in, in a year in the classroom. And that's not to knock the classroom per yeah. se, but there's just. When you're hands-on and you're learning from people that want to take the time as your father, as your grandfather to groom you into that role. Oh yeah. There, there's so much ability to learn there. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, that's, that was, that was what was tremendous about it. I I was right there in the mix of it when we'd be working with the brokers, looking at these other deals, right in the mix of it, signing the, signing the uh, loans for the bank to back us in these situations in the mix of it. When uh, that last financial crisis hit and uh, we had some deep conversations, we went, um, that's kind of, it's kind of a testament of who my grandfather, my father were in in, in this particular situation. This is a cool little story when everything was collapsing around, um, they were a very large client of this one particular family bank. And uh, the bank brought them in. And this, this was a bank, it was a Heritage Bank. Heritage Bank had worked with Leon for so many years. And that was his, that was his bank. They would always do these deals for him. Yeah. And other people thought he was absolutely insane. But they knew that Leon and Scott would make it work. And they weren't, they weren't betting on the project. They were betting on these on the gentlemen. Person. Yeah. They knew we were going to carry it through. Speaks so, to all. That speaks. Oh, yeah. But they, they, the bank was in a situation where they needed to raise, they needed to raise uh, some stock to be able to qualify for some infusions from the, uh, from the federal, federal authorities. And wow. um, um, it was funny. I'd never seen my grandfather. I'd never, bankers are notorious. They've got cards. Uh, this is coming from him. He says, they got cards it says no on one side and no on the other that's that's what that's what keeps them in their position <laughs> yeah. to be able to you're a good banker if you keep that card in your desk and use that card at all times but uh they they brought it to them and they said guys you know we're there's a good chance we might we might go under wow and uh uh leon goes well how much stock do you need and uh, the bank gave him gave him the number and uh he says we'll do it We'll do it. And my, my, my father's sitting there having a panic attack. We don't have the money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it turns out they were going to actually going to borrow off of the, 
properties they had wow. to pay for this stock for this stock. thing. But he had these bankers boogaling because he says, you know, they remember that old Christmas movie of the the that 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 hometown banker who was going to lose it all, and the people come through, and he says, "You guys are that bank to me, and so I owe this to you." Wow! And those bankers were like, Whoa. <laughs> "I mean, it was <laughs> it was a neat it was a neat situation." You don't you don't see that that often these no, days in the world uh, we live not in. At all. Uh, but that's just kind of a testament to how important that that character and that that reputation is because they were that was our reputation. That's why we were able to get deals is because we were closers. Yeah. We were they were they would they would they would close deals out from under people having them be a couple hundred thousand dollars below the price because they knew that they would purchase it and we would make it work while these other groups would string you along for a couple yeah. months and send all these teams with these people coming with their little checklists i mean yeah we know we know that building's half on fire and underwater we know the situation <laughs> we'll, we'll take it we'll take yeah. it either way <laughs> yeah we know and you made something and from you it made and... something from it yeah because once you understand what value is you understand what value is yeah. and so you just you uh, go for it there's there. no there's no need to to stand around for 10 months and go well will, will, will i really do this is like if you know you know yeah just, just do it so yeah. so that uh how many years ago or how many years were you in that and and learning from those two before like in an actual role where you're, you're involved in the company and yeah. in the decisions to where you said like what came of the idea to start Tolona Ridge? Yeah, so it's 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 neat. I was I was right out of right out of high school in the mid two thousands, uh, and from that point, I was always with the family yep. family business. And uh, what's neat about this place, we had just finished liquidating our entire multifamily portfolio. We have no apartments left okay and uh, we actually we actually bought the land across the street before we bought this place we uh, heard there was a small town rumor where i had grand plans of i wanted to build commercial we had some commercial property in in south land at that point we, we branched out from just for multifamily, we started doing some office stuff. I loved the idea of that shared office co-working concept. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea of trying to make things more efficient and effective by blowing up the old system. And so when you, when I, when I say co-working, I like calling it flex space. What you're trying to do in development is you're trying to solve people's, solve people's problems. And in the office space, and we, we saw it, the full effect of this in COVID, you know, a lot of companies, I think, had a lot of extra excess space that they necessarily didn't need, but that was right. just the way it was done. Oh, you're, a, you're an office, you're an office corporation, you're, you're, you're a tax consultant group, I need 4,000 square feet, I don't really need it, probably only need 1,500. Right. You've got 14,000, you got 4,000 square feet, I'll take it for three year, three year lease, I've got this much to spend on it. And uh, I'll get some extra back if I sign for another six years after that, yada, yada, yada. Well, COVID comes and, and really exposes the flaw in the system. And yeah. now people who had already been kind of moving to that remote way, now everybody's working remotely and yeah. just the configuration just doesn't work. But people still at the end of the day love community. Love it. I love sitting down. I love this. This is right. this is great. I mean, this is this is this is better than a vacation to me. We get to sit here and talk about stuff that I think is wonderful. Well, you're yeah. learning from me. I'm learning from you Absolutely. too. You've got to you got to keep that mindset up. This to me is life. I love yeah. I love every second about this. But we uh I wanted to do that up here because I'm like, well what better place to do this than in the mountains, you know, if I'm trying to start a company, if I'm yeah. trying to start something, do I want to do it in a, in a high strung 
urban environment? And do I want to do it where half the staff can work until two and then go on an epic mountain biking riding right. concept? So, I mean, we've kind of seen this resurgence in rural America. You know, we've seen it through the RV industry, but we're also seeing it in other industries. Of yeah. if, if for the people who get to work, they're going to want to work where they want to be. Right. And, uh, and, um, and not work nine to five and come home and be exhausted and right. then go run exactly. around even more. It's, it's like that, that work-life balance. I think people, the pandemic helped people to get in line with their work-life balance. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's incredibly, it's, inc- I say it's incredibly important. I of course throw it out the window and work as many <laughs> hours there are in the day. And then people have to go, Hey, dummy, you remember what you said to right. me, you know, Apply it to yourself. And yeah. so like, oh, okay. Now that I'm married, a wife really helps out with that. She goes, hey, you know, you're working for three days. Yeah. Stop it or I'm going to poison you. And they're like, oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we were going to, I was going to plan that over there. And we walked up there. I heard a small town rumor that some guys were going to do a trailer park on this land here. Okay. Which I'm thinking like mobile home park. I'm yeah. like, this is going to absolutely ruin everything that I had for my hopes and dreams for across the street. And so we came in and uh, we met the gentleman who had the contract on this land. And uh, turns out they were in the multifamily. They'd come from the multifamily business too. Wow. Uh, we didn't ask any questions. We just said, hey, we were really wanting to buy this land. We we're just, you know, throwing a dart out on the wall, expecting it to go nowhere. They said, yeah, we'll sell you the contract on this. Nice. Yes. And uh, we met with them to figure out, to close the deal and everything. And we'd heard that they're from, they, they built apartments. And so we had some land over and outside of Chattanooga that we had an apartment complex on. We were in the process of thinking wanting to sell that, but we had yeah. 14 acres where we could build something new. I had a contract from a, uh, from a, uh, a big carpet company that was going to want to fill that apartment complex with tenants. So it was all ready to go. We just needed someone who knew what they were doing and built to it. do it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we met these, met these, met these guys. They were in their in their late seventies and eighties, and one of them's still here today, Chap Ashmore. But he he's he's been building apartment complexes and building in the, in, in industry for fifty years. You wow! Know? And so he knew how to do these big projects. And so we asked him. We were gonna we started walking about what we were gonna do over there for the apartments. And then I asked him. I said, "What in tarnations were you gonna do with this site?" And he goes, oh, "RV resort." I was like. There's no such thing as an RV resort. It's yeah. so stupid. I Googled it yeah. that night. And then my jaw hits the table. I'm like, my goodness, there is such thing as an oh, RV yeah. resort. And some of these RVs are pretty cool. You know, we had no, no experience with the RV industry before that whatsoever. That's how Tolona Ridge started. So and how did you take your, the apartment complex, the multi-unit living, how did you take that? and apply it to the RV industry that you had no knowledge about. <laughs> yeah. And you've created something that I've been to, my family and I in 18 months have been to 34 states. Yeah. Stayed at multiple RV parks all over. And this is, honestly, I'm not just saying this. This is probably the nicest place we've been to. We put a lot of work in this. It starts with a group of people who want to do a project well. And to do a project well, you've got to sit down at a table and everyone's got, everyone's got to admit that they have no idea what they're doing. So you got to start there because, and that, that's a hard thing to do in the society we live in. Yeah. Everybody wants to put this wall up and go, I totally know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then they bull crap their way into a situation where it's ultimately people are going to find out right. <laughs> what you know or Absolutely. what you don't know. It's helpful when you just say it up front yeah. and you stick with it. And so we, with that mentality, we knew how to build, we knew how to manage stuff. 
we knew how to to make things maintenance friendly because we always a lot of the apartments we had you know we didn't have a choice of where they ran the the water lines they always ran them under you know eight inch thick patios that you had to <laughs> jack up to get to so to be able to do something from the ground up and do it what we would consider the right way yeah so that not if but when it breaks and when you have issues you can get to it easy. It's funny. You don't see that in development. Sometimes you don't, you know, it's, it's all about building it and then letting the next guy figure, figure it out. out. But yeah. we wanted to always be long-term hold guys. So we're going to figure it out now and we're going to make sure it's good 10 years down the road. It's awesome. Uh, but that's, those are some of the principles that went into building this and then COVID hit, you know, it was funny. I was reminiscing. We had a chamber gala up here and it was two and a half years ago me and uh, two other guys stood with these, you know, stupid looking golden shovels. I'd never done a ceremony like that before. And being up there, you kind of feel really dumb because the actual, actual graders and, and excavator guys are in the background with a, you know, $2 million machine. You're sitting there in khaki pants with a golden shovel, you know, pretending to do something yeah. important. But what was funny is that they all hit the ground and we heard this ding, ding, ding. You know, it's hitting solid rock. Yeah. And, and that's what was up here was oh, solid man. rock. You've got to get water and sewer and electrical conduit through solid rock. And then at the same time, there was this massive storm coming over the mountains and then we of course all had our, our masks on for you yeah. and it's like if that wasn't a sign that we were about to get the tar <laughs> beat out of us i don't know what was and um i mean we built this thing through concrete shortages this building was finished just in time we had a really good lumber broker uh, that has locked in at a certain price because nice. we had lumber that was imported from Austria and Finland to build the welcome center wow. on, the, on the middle level. And of course we, you know, covered it in sheetrock. So I feel like an idiot. It's like, here we, we bought fine Alpine European lumber and then we just covered it. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to get a little plaque with that, with that on there, but we, we made, uh, we had to make so many field chain. And this is what was, this is what was neat. Having our, having our team, uh, at, you know, my brother had joined the ranks of the company a few years ago too. Uh, I specialize in the in the development side and okay. also the adding in the structure, the management, and then the people. Uh, then he, my brother William, he he specializes in the finances, the payables, the receivables, the telling me no, we can't buy this, and then I buy it behind him, and then <laughs> we kind of make it work. And then my father uh, specializes in the engineering, so he and Chap were able to build this friendship and also this wonderful genius working relationship to be able to make these field changes to build a place like this. Awesome. And we came in, we probably would have spent maybe, maybe 20 to 30% more on this, actually probably more 40% if we hadn't been so hands-on. If wow. we had done this, this was a typical development deal where you bring in a big group and they yeah. build it for you. This would have been disastrous. And that was the other thing is we built this from the proceeds of the multifamily portfolio yeah. that my father started years and years ago. So here we are through COVID doing this massive project, getting the tar beat out of us, but we had no shotgun from a bank on this thing. We knew our, as we were putting this deal together and learning about other RVs, word sorts and stuff out there, it's like, we've got, we're, we've got a recipe for success. Yeah. I mean, we could drop our prices down, whatever they needed to be and still be okay. Yeah. And you know, what, what a testament to the, the legacy and the work that was done 45 years ago right. to be able to get to the point today. And so that's, I always am going to be grateful. Yeah, because it, it, it builds a recipe for for I mean, there, there's stress involved and in, in everything you do. And there's a tremendous amount of risk involved. This this risk is almost more weighty 
I mean, if you're doing it with other people's money, yeah. you know, you can recover from that. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of harsh, you know, sorry about that. And then you go and you find other people that at least don't know them and don't know you and you can try to do it over again. But then when you're working with, with, you know, a legacy, something that's been handed down right. and you mess that up. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds that's, like this, the foundation was built. The, the foundation the, was built. The systems I mean, were developed. Everything worked well. The, uh, the vertical construction was the easy part. The putting in all the, all the, all the horizontal infrastructure was a whole nother beast. Yeah. We had all the, all the shortages came rolling in. Uh, concrete was hard to get. Uh, so we were delayed with that. Uh, we had to run a lot of our own power, which I have a new appreciation for. We had like a world war one movie set down there and you can see the tops of our heads <laughs> running down as we're pulling this cable. We brought all, we imported these trees. We had no people to put them in. So it was myself and my brother and excavator. We had a uh, Cassidy, a 21 year old lady who, who was uh, uh, studying interior design. We said, well, today you're going to learn how to drive a skid steer and uh, put her in that. And she's moving these two and a half ton trees off this trailer. And I'm holding, you know, trying to yeah. keep them upright, knowing that, you know, one sneeze I've gone gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. We, I didn't have a Christmas tree that year because yeah. we I'd spent four days getting getting pimp slapped by by twelve foot Christmas trees <laughs> swinging around on a strap trying to get them in these temporary holes. So I I, 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 was, I was freaking out every time I stood next to one. But that's that's how this thing was built. I wish we had filmed it because right. it was it looked like a mad circus was going on. There was structure, there was organization. We we did have our marching orders. We were doing it, but each and every day you had a new set of variables that you could not control. That goes back to that what I learned in the apartments. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and cry, and 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 just go, man, I really wish I had control over this situation. Or are you just going to find an alternative route and figure it out and figure it out. And, and, you know, there's a lot of heated conversations that come with that. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of hurt feelings. But you put that behind and you wake up the next day and you go, all right, let's get the bag of rocks ready. It's going to hit me in the face, but I know yeah. it's coming this time. And, I'm, you know, you just you're ready for it. You just you brace for it. So and what's the, what's the hardest part with that of, of going through something of this magnitude with your family yeah i mean that's your team like that that's who you're that's the team your back's against the wall with and you see him at christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah and sometimes you're really bad at him <laughs> it's it's it can be it can be complicated yeah it can be really complicated what unites us around going back to that 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 legacy aspect is at the end of the day that's what i'm protecting yeah that's what they're wanting me to protect and 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 that's the that's the bottom line of it. I mean, there's a lot of family businesses that don't work yeah. because they'll get in there and, and there's, you know, there's some mis misconceptions about when you're, when you jump it into the business world. I mean, every, you know, especially for planners and stuff, we put everything on a nice list. And when that list has to be moved aside and changed to put in the trash, I mean, it, there's, there's fear that gets involved yeah. and then that, that fear and that uncertainty and that risk, can can lead people to do say some hurtful things and do some hurtful things and then it wrecks the relationships and people lose focus and so that's that's what we have to do we maintain the focus of making sure we get this project done because at the end of the day we need it to get done right. because i need to i need to buy bread and milk and well it's, it's mostly you know steak and fine meats eventually <laughs> so but um, you, you, you've got that focus. At the end of the day, we want it. We want it to work yeah. well. But we've got we've got so many people working for us. I mean, when you start putting other families in your hands, and you've also got the weight of responsibility for that. It takes it. It takes the. It's not as simple 
as 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 starting over and trying right. to do something new because you've got people that are now dependent on you. Um, but you've got to be sure that when you hurt people's feelings, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. I have to yeah. apologize a lot. Other people have to, I'd have to say, I'd, I'd say other people have to apologize for me, but one of those is my brother. And so sometimes we just don't apologize yeah. to each other and just try to, you know, prank each other at the end of the day, which is good. So which is your way it, to say like, yeah, Hey man, you, know, you hey, don't need to apologize. I know. Yeah, don't and, even apologize, right. but that was a stupid call and yeah. I'm going to rub that in your face just a little longer. Now, when it, when it comes down to, you, you kind of talked about all your responsibilities and, and everybody's main role in the company. So yeah. is it to the point where in a situation, a, a decision needs to be made, everybody's got input. Is it, Hey, you, this is your role. This is your final call or. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, one of the biggest things you got to do too, which is hard is that when someone makes a bad call, you got to support it. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to keep a united front. And that's what I, that's what I appreciate. Uh, it doesn't mean you've got to agree with it and you yeah. certainly want to bring it to the table and hash it out, but you want to do that behind closed doors. You want to do that, not in the public eye because right. uh, those things need to happen. But in the forefront of it, you got to roll with it. And uh, I would, we would rather, this goes back, goes, goes back to something my father would always say. He would rather always have somebody who would at least make a decision rather than someone who would who would make no decision at all. So even yeah. if it's the wrong decision, at least they're making a decision. And uh, you know, we're we're I think we've lost some of that sometimes in the, in the world we live in. And oh, it's time. just you know, it's you're gonna get. I look back at what was what was done. I mean, my grandfather had a, had a story as a success, but it was mixed in mostly with failure. Yeah. Now, nobody on the outside sees that failure, but we know that failure there. He made millions and lost it over and over and over again. And that's a, you got to hold that, that, that wealth like this. It helps that he came from nothing. He's, you know, it's always, yeah. you know, I was, I was born with nothing and no, I'm, I still got most of it, which is nice, which is not true, but he, he's done <laughs> quite well. Yeah. But he's just, uh, he has a different mentality about it. It's worth the risk to him. Because at the end of the day, even in his older age, he knows the worst that can happen is he'll end up in a place that he's already been through yeah. and knows how to navigate it. Wow. And uh, which is, which is great. And that's, that's how we, that's how we operate. You know, we, we don't, we don't, we don't take a lot of the operating revenue out of these. We live beneath our means, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get some stuff occasionally, but uh, it's the joy and the thrill of being able to build stuff out of nothing and right. see what it can do. That's, well, not only that, awesome. but you're putting, I mean, me being here in your yeah. space, like <laughs> my wife's like, wow, we just came from an awesome resort in Florida, but yeah. it was like, you know, party scene. And here we are. Like, she goes, I'd love to stay just because it's so relaxing and tranquil. And it's like, she's getting her whole like self back and yeah. being able to think. And like, that's what this place that's does. So that's, to that's be able to clarity, build yeah. something that my family can come here and enjoy and you get to see that. I mean, that's, that's we, gotta be so we love that. I mean, that's, there's nothing more, nothing more gratifying and satisfying yeah. than, than seeing customers come in here and just kind of look around and go, Oh, wow, those mountains are beautiful. Right. So I remember standing here when you couldn't see them and there were scraggly pine trees and we're wondering, you know, how much is it going to cost to blast the mountain yeah. this time around? Wow. So to be able to see that end user get to benefit from that is is fantastic. Well, your blood, sweat, and tears. It makes oh, yeah. it worth it. I mean, it, literally, right? we, 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 uh, we weren't, we weren't necessarily the, um, uh, 
I don't know if I could say OSHA is a thing, but man, when you're when you're blowing and going, I mean, you know, there's there's some things done that you're like, Ooh, that was <laughs> that was a close call, <laughs> yeah. especially especially when it's and yeah, we were we were planting some trees. I was holding this pine tree up, and I looked down, and this ex- excavator bucket is in between me and the tree, and I look up, and it's my brother with his doofy sunglasses sitting there drinking a sprite with one hand navigating this thing. <laughs> And, and you know he's like man yeah i'm that good and i was like i don't know call me crazy i wish you were a little bit more nervous in this situation uh is at the end of the day if he gets hurt or i get hurt there's no workman's comp in that right. situation yeah you just put us in the back of the van and, and and maybe take care of us later uh but that goes back to that that being able to work with family it, it, there's some there's some tough times with that because you are you, you can get aggravated at each other but you yeah. just don't let the sun go down on your anger and you get up the next day and you go at it again. And uh, you just, at the end of the day, you got to keep remembering that they're trying to work just as hard yeah. as you are. There's some days I get to wear, you know, nice, nice, nice pants and a shirt. And uh, he looks like he's, you know, smacked himself with a bag of rocks. <laughs> and, uh, but what I was doing was stressful. I was dealing with yeah. people. He was dealing with something outside and then we'll switch. Right. So, so having that compassion in the back of your brain has got to be there, but it's hard because in the moment, it's not there because right. in the moment you got to deal with a variable that's popped up and it's, it's sitting there like a gorilla throwing airplanes at you and you've got to deal with it. And there's some instances where we can seek counsel with each other. Yeah. Then there's other instances that you just got to make a call and you got to explain it later on. Well, yeah, that was a terrible decision. So we just won't do that next time. Right. Next time we'll <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's been interesting, but the benefit of that is at the end of the day, knowing you've got people in your foxhole that, that are, that are, that are fighting for survival right. just like you are is key. And there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's sometimes a, a lack of understanding and that, you know, we live in a society where everybody sees everything at a surface level yeah. and that's it. And that's what we get to make our, our judgment calls. They don't get to see the full story often. It, it's, that's there's a lot of sorrow and a lot of hurt and a lot of brokenness in those stories. In many cases, there's more of that than there is the success right. and the happiness, but it makes you treasure that, that sweet 20% of the success and happiness even more yeah. going forward. So it's so, so what's next, Wes? What's, what's, what's going man. on in one stone and yeah. what are the plans for the future? Well, I'll say this, we've been loving the RV industry. This is, this is pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's been challenge building this. It's been a challenge yeah. getting it up and going, but you're dealing with a clientele that's coming from all over the United States. I'm getting to sit down and meet, people just like yourself. Yeah. And you've come from a bunch of different backgrounds because I can't wait to dive into some of the branding stuff you got in because I'm terrible at that. Wow. I, that's one stone we debated on what to try to name this thing. I hated one stone until I saw one of the guys who built the logo. Yeah. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's one stone. Cause I heard one stone. I'm like, you trying to kill a bird with one stone, two bones. <laughs> yeah. like, has something happened? You only got one stone left. I mean, what, What's going on uh, here? What a, what a stupid name. And now I was like, okay, yeah, put some mountains I on mean, it. it came right, it's cool. And then, then it's like, all right, it's one stone. There's lots of little stones. I guess I'm not a geologist, but I figured you'd break a stone up. Yeah. There's lots of little parts. I don't know. I, well, that's I, the fun I, part I about branding over, is it's, yeah. it's about what someone's perception of the brand is, right? Yeah. And like if you're, so it's, it's fun to, 
to look at a company and take it from, you know, an idea or a concept and, and grow it to a level by using brand identity, logos yeah. and name and all that stuff. So yeah, it's fun. Work. I loved it. We went, we went through it with our Tolona Ridge logo. We got this cool Eagle and we got a lot of dudes on our team and they're like, it needs to have more aggressive talents. And the marketing guy, he finally just said, well, would you like it ripping a rabbit in half? Would that satisfy you? He's like, or is the point of Tolona Ridge to be a relaxing place where right. guests sit down and enjoy? And it's maybe not have the Falcon in full hunt mode ready yeah. to kill something. And I'm like, okay, an astute observation, good sir. Let's, let's go with that route. So, you know, you gotta, once again, it goes back to holding stuff like this, just because, just right. because our equity is behind it. And just because we've got a good idea doesn't necessarily mean all the points of that idea are good. I see that a lot in development. I mean, it's crazy that people forget about the end user, you know, yeah. we'd going back to how we built this thing. We sat around, we said, we know nothing about this. And so that led us to ask a bunch of our viewers, what do you want? Right. What's the ultimate resort? How much space do we have to have with these things? How big do they have to be? Yeah. What kind of pedestal hookups do you want? Why do you do what you do? <laughs> so yeah. that we can understand from an infrastructure standpoint to put it in place. But that, that goes back to that that arrogance can creep in. And we're, we're an odd development company because we, we use a lot of our own equity. Uh, we're, we're debating on whether to get into go into your future what's what's the future yeah. you know we're debating on whether we do it for for other groups i'm not quite sure what we want to do with that yet i do know we've got a lot of cool plans for across the street i'll get to it in just a second awesome. but that uh that that mentality of i've got it all together and i know what i'm doing leads to disaster later on with the end user i don't know if it's just a complex out there or what? I've met a lot of guys who are like, nope, it's my way or the highway. And it's right. like, but your way is so stupidly wrong. It's it's not even worth thinking about. We, we see it all the time in my industry where the the brand owner forgets yeah. and you just hit it on the head. Like you're not, it doesn't matter if you like something or not. Yeah. What is your customer like? Yeah. What are they going to think about what you're doing? Mm -hmm. What is what are they going to see in what you're doing? And, and if you can get that user experience down, if you can develop a product, regardless if it's building a, an RV resort like this or selling a t-shirt, yeah, it has to be the same thing. What do they want? And understanding your demographic, who your audience is. Exactly. It, those are the important things. Oh, so yeah. you've not. done that. You've hit that <laughs> on the head here. So what's next door? That's, yeah. that's So basically we're, we're going to go back to that commercial element. We nice. basically want to build a downtown city built around the outdoor industry awesome. which we think is going to be pretty awesome Count me in man yeah i'll be where we're, we're the demographics are there we're right outside of atlanta yep. but we're in an area with unprecedented amounts of acreage of 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 preserved and protected land yeah and uh to be able to make this a destination for people to come and not just relax but to to try to i mean it's good to get yourself out of an environment sometimes so you can start trying to think clearly right. So that's our idea is to have this, this shared office co-working space that our guests coming here would get to use. So hopefully when I get this, when you guys come back and we we'll do this back. again, we'll be in a spot that I've built specificately for people like you. There you go. We're traveling around 
doing your business, trying to meet other people. And I want to have all that infrastructure in place because I, I know it. there's some, there's some, there's some hard hardships with that when yeah. you're riding around and your, your, your house has some wheels on it and you're oh, trying yeah. to go from one spot to another. Also want to add in, you know, the restaurant scene over there, the outdoor store scene over there to be able to cat, encapsulate the, the mountain biking industry that's so up cool. here, have a place where we, we're, we're, the, we're the top wine producer for the state of Georgia up here. We're the top, uh, apple producer uh i would love that space uh you know i'd love i'd love groups to come in and try to do some training programs to teach people some of the the finer agricultural aspects that are growing up here i mean there's so much opportunity around us you know that goes back to what we've been talking about when yeah. i think we live in a society that we can sometimes get so hung up on why well, i need to do this to be able to qualify to do this to be able to have the certification to do this so that i can then eventually start my adventure on life yeah. and eight years down the road you're like man i wasted a lot of time on yeah. that and to be able to connect people with just the direct end goal of what they want to get to to speed up that process because life is short we don't have a lot of time right you might as well get to it enjoy it now yeah and so i love the idea of always showing people the behind the scenes of everything yeah. and that, that's kind of what that shared office space is that's, i i love i love having some work campers here from the rv industry yeah. and having them see what goes in behind the scenes of running this thing you know it it it, it gives people a better experience of where stuff comes from. And it also gives them a better respect for a lot of the people around them. I always think of the restaurant industry, especially through COVID. I mean, it's, you've, you've got these people running around, they're taxed. Yeah, your sweet tea took a little extra time to get there, but think about the massive logistical effort that's behind get, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people, people sometimes don't see that. And to be able to expose to them that full that full uh, process is great. I want to see where my, where my, my food comes from. That's yeah. awesome. And then I of course want to eat it at the end of the day. Really and so cool. to connect those, all those processes together, I think is, is, is what we're trying to do. I guess if I were to sum that up. How long do you think, what's the time frame on that? As fast as possible. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so those days where your wife's like, Hey, come on, you've been working too much. They're, they're going to keep on. That's going to keep on. That's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be, I always, I, that's, that's my biggest struggle is navigating that. That's, that's our entire family's biggest struggle. You can ask the light, the ladies who married in yeah. to the, the craziness of the Henderson and William Hassel is, is these guys don't stop. You think and, there would be a time where you slow down? I didn't know. I don't think so. I, I got to navigate to make sure that I also added. We went, we went to a golf tournament yesterday. Yeah. I don't play golf. Neither did any of the guys who went to the golf tournament. But we, you had fun. we blew chucks. It was awful. We had fun, <laughs> but I, I owe that golf course a lot of extra sauce because we, I could throw the golf club farther than I could hit that golf yeah. club, but it was, it was a blast. We were the large, we were the biggest sponsor there. We didn't realize that. Of course, also, you know, Tolona Ridge is plastered yeah. everywhere. Nice. I showed, I showed up in some golf shoes. I borrowed and then the sole came off. I mean, they split <laughs> in two. So I started the day looking like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Here's this fancy businessman. He's a pro golfer. And at the end of the day, I'm sweaty. I've got my messing my hat, my shoes exploded, my gloves exploded. And but it was great. You yeah, know, they, awesome. got to, they got to see that whole process. Yeah. Oh, no, these guys are good business guys. They did a really cool <laughs> resort, but, you know, don't golf with yeah, them. Yeah, no golf. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. Well, I really appreciate your time today, and I know you're super busy, so we'll we'll end it. But I, uh, I thank you so much, and thank you for having me. This is awesome. Thanks for doing what you're doing. I mean, to yeah. be able to go out there and, and to, to dive into some of these processes for people, I think, is 
is is awesome so i'm hoping to help as many business people that want to start a business and don't know how or, or grow their brand yeah and, you know i see so many and, and just even talking to so many other entrepreneurs it's about not making excuses and about just getting it done and starting it and and finding someone that you can learn from yep. that'll help you get through what your this mental struggle that's all it is yeah it's a mental struggle of not take being able to take something from one step to the next so if i can help and help others to overcome that and start it today, then we're going to make, we're going to make some progress. That's huge. It's a kudos to you for doing that Thanks, because man. there's, 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 there's value in that, but there's also, there's also an intrinsic value that, that, that can't compete with anything else. And to be able to help destroy those barriers to entry right. for these people. I mean, think of the generations you're, you're helping impact down exactly. the line. Think of the, I mean, it took someone to do that 50 years ago, for my grandfather. And now we get to sit here, at a, what I'm hoping is going to be one of the top resorts in the nation. I just, I just got chills. You want to replicate that everywhere. Absolutely. Thanks for doing what you do. Thank you. Man. I appreciate it very much, man. All right. Well, Remote Start Nation, we have come to the end of another episode. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Woodward Movement, your go-to for brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head on over to remotestartpodcast.com or our social channels to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you on your journey. And as always, please don't forget to share the Remote Start podcast with your friends and colleagues you think would enjoy being part of the Remote Start Nation. Until next time.